0: Well friends, happy Mother's Day. So glad, to, so glad to get to be here today and to, uh, to teach on this really special day. So I wanted to start like this. So uh, over the 18 years that uh, I lived in my mom's house and then the few years in college and really well into my 30s now, uh, there's just these things that moms try to tell their kids, right? You guys know what you're laughing. You're like, yeah, I do that. Or yeah, she does that, right? Um, and, and here's what I've come to understand, right? I have a great mom, right? Like we had our, our things in high school because, you know, she was a little headed, and I I had to tell her about it, but <laughs> mama, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. She'd be waiting for me. And I get go... home. <laughs> no, um, just like any teenage boy, but I just, I come to realize that like, I could not just like regurgitate all the stuff, the wisdom, those little nuggets that she gave to me, but, but I can, uh, try to tell you the things that I'm certain she never said. Okay. In fact, Uh, If you wouldn't mind in late show with David Letterman style, I'd love to give you, and I'm not going to give you the top 10, but I'd love to give you the top six things that I know a matter of fact, my mom never told me, but maybe I wish she would have. Can I do that? Is that okay? All right. So uh, number six, we should have the music for this. That was a fail. Anyway, uh, number six, things my mom never said. You know, Weston, to tell you the truth, I can't tell when you're lying to me. Number five. It's okay, we can catch up. It's good. You good? Okay, all right. <laughs> Number five. to keep the door open. I would love to air condition the whole neighborhood, right? Number four. You know what? Forget about your homework. There's plenty of time for that later, right? Number three. You know... I really do care who started it and Weston, you have my full permission to finish it. <laughs> number two, actually I am made out of money. Here you go. <laughs> and the number one thing that I know my mom never told me but maybe I wish she did. You know, Weston, when you get right down to it, I am your cleaning lady. <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. Those are the things you never said, mom. Appreciate it. In all seriousness, I am so glad to get to stand up here this morning and to uh, tell you Happy Mother's Day. It really is a gift as a son. Um, She's already mad, y'all. <laughs> Mama, I said, I said I was sorry. <laughs> As a son, I really am thankful and now having a son see the sacrifices that my mom made. And I'm very thankful for that. There's this common language around the harbor that we use that you may have heard called the concept of the ampersand. It's this reality that two things can be 100% true at the same time, and they don't really, because they're true, they don't really cross each other out. And so I'd love to start with an ampersand statement this morning. Um, I know there's a lot of moms in the room today. Being a mom is one of the most important jobs on the face of the planet. It is incredibly, incredibly challenging. You guys are often underappreciated. You work endlessly and tirelessly without the desire for accolades. It's such a special day for us to say thank you and happy Mother's Day, and we hope that you are honored and blessed on this beautiful day. And what I also understand is that this day could be tough for others. For some of us, maybe today stirs the waters of, of loss and sadness. whether it be from the, the loss of a child, either in the womb or out of the womb, maybe it be from a strained relationship, whether it be with your mom or, or your child in the hopes that that could get better, maybe it would be um, yeah, they, they, it could just stir the waters a little bit. And I just want you to hear this: uh, You are not alone. You are here today on purpose, you are with family. If you're listening in, you are with family. There's no better place than you could be than right here this morning. Two things 100% true and they are so beautiful. You know it's true for all of us in the room is that uh, all of us are here on purpose. Uh, And uh, men in the room, you're, you're here on purpose this morning. And uh, I really think that God wants to meet with us. So as I was preparing today, I have to be honest with you, I hit a bit of a stalemate. I didn't know and I couldn't figure out what in the world I could say that would encourage us and do adequate justice to what this day means. And so I began to just ask God and I, would, uh, I started with this prayer. Uh, Father, could you help me recall some great mothers from scripture that we could just maybe meditate on today? I wanted to start there. I didn't know where it was gonna lead me. And he was so faithful to do so. And I want to share what I learned from these four moms that I read about in Scripture. But I want us to meditate on this truth. No matter who you are, friends, uh, we are image bearers of God. We are created in God's image. Meaning that if God has placed something inside of us, it comes from how he cares for and loves his children. It is an image of him. It is a snapshot, if you will, of his heart for us as his children. And as I was reading, I just began to realize that each one of these women, each one of these moms continually just show us this truth about who God is and about what his heart is for us. But I would ask you to do this. As we're we're reading about them this morning, and as I'm sharing, I wonder... If we could see God using us the same way he used these women. I wonder if we could see God's heart. I wonder if we could see his heart for us. And I wonder if we would allow that heart to totally invade who we are. So, so the first woman that came to mind and I started reading about was Sarah. And what Sarah's going to show us is she's going to show us that hope is found when we trust him in the waiting Now, her original name was Sarai, and um, actually, she's the only woman in all of Scripture that we know of that God changes her name along her journey. But here's her history. She, She came from wealth. The Bible says that she was a beautiful, beautiful woman. And what we know is that she married this man named Abram, who would also have his name changed to Abraham. If you would have told her on her wedding day when she married Abraham of the journey that she was signing up for, she would not have believed you. There's some women in here that feel that today, yeah? (laughs) Sarah left her family, her wealth, her her position to follow her husband to, quote, a land that God would show them. And what she didn't know is that it was going to take them on a 1,400-mile journey by foot with their stuff in tow. But Sarah willingly obeyed. Now, don't get me wrong. You read the story of Sarah. Like all of us, she struggled in her faith. In their story, God had promised her and Abraham a son. In fact, uh, he said that he was gonna make Abraham the father of many nations, which by default would make her the mother of many nations, but there's one big glaring problem in Sarah's life. She had trouble having children. Friend, Sarah knew the pain of waiting for a child that she desperately wanted and it not coming. And I read this commentary this week, Dr. Julia Bloom, sums up Sarah's heart like this. It's gonna be on the screen. I'd love you to follow along. All these years, the, the echo of his magnificent promise kept Sarah through the hunger and the endless wondering. and those sharp pangs of loneliness,